actually take note of what you have and of how your spending habits are. Mm-hmm. Before you can adjust your spending habits, you gotta know what have you been spending? Like how much money do you spend on groceries? Yeah. How much money do you spend when it comes to entertainment? How much money do you spend in education? Whatever it might be. You gotta yeah. understand the, the breakdown. Share those Netflix passwords. Huh? <laughs> Share those Netflix passwords. <laughs> Advent Fit is a podcast that has a holistic approach to physical, spiritual, and mental well-being. In each episode, we share productive ways to live a healthier and happier lifestyle. Unlike other podcasts in this space, Advent Fit gives you a comprehensive approach to fitness without the fluff for the everyday Christian. Money, 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 money. Money. Today, we're going to talk about money. Yes. Now, full disclosure, money is not part of our four pillars of Avon fit however but the bible it helps with all of them it does <laughs> it helps with everything it helps when you have money it helps you to get better food mm-hmm. when you have uh better finances yep. pay for the gym membership that's right that's yep. right yep uh helps with your mental a lot yeah spiritual yeah, yeah. you could buy the bible <laughs> and when you have a lot of money you can have more time that's right. Mm. And you can be more generous with your giving. Yeah, exactly. Love yeah. the cheerful giver. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so uh, the Bible has a lot to say about money. And so we decided since it's tax season right now mm. to uh, put out an episode dealing with finances that can help uh, people from a spiritual and biblical perspective. Yeah, because there's a lot of extremes when it comes to money. There's like the one extreme that money is evil, mm-hmm. and the Bible says the love of money is evil, not money itself. That's right. And then there's another extreme where people just love money and they're all about money. Like, uh, you remember you telling me about a church who who's charging $200 for prayer, which is Crazy. ridiculous. And then these these pastors, some pastors who are all about money, just, you know, they're financial, not financial pastors, but they're money, they're, what's the word, uh, 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 profitable profits. They're just all about the, all about the money. Yeah, and so the Bible is a whole is holistic. Yeah, God cares about every aspect of our life, mm-hmm. and so money issues do affect our spiritual life. The Bible says, "Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." Exactly. So money does have a spiritual element to it, and that's what we're going to be covering finances today. And just like what was it called the. The woman with the one penny. Like, there was people giving so much money, mm-hmm. but she gave what she had. Yeah, yeah, So it's not about how much she gave. It's about she gave from the heart. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And the others, they were pressuring uh, 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 the other people in society by, by their supposed generous giving. Yeah. But it was, wasn't so much generous because their heart was not generous because they were very prideful. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to be hitting some passages of scripture that maybe you never heard before or maybe you're not or never seen in this perspective. But, but let's take a look at it here. The first thing that I want us to look at when it comes to money is to recognize and acknowledge mm-hmm. where it recognize. comes from. That's right. <laughs> in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 and 18, it says, Then you say in your heart, my power and my might of my hand has gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, mm-hmm. that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Mm. So God is saying that I'm the one that gave you the strength and the power to be able to make money. Yes. So, yes, God is not depositing money into your paycheck unless it's a miracle. Uh, no, that would be a great <laughs> miracle. But he's the one that 
gives us the health yes. and the and the body and the 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 strength to be able to go out there and make money. And when you return what is his, like he blesses you even more. Like mm-hmm. Kellogg was a tithe returner and all these That's other. Right. I think Kellogg and who else? I think Colgate. Uh, Colgate. Colgate. Yeah, they were, they were both. Tithe returners and they have huge companies. That's right, that's right. And so God is not opposed to money. We 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 see that the Bible is filled with financially blessed people. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got people uh like Abraham and uh, Job and Jacob and those people. Of course, these people also were tested with what they had uh, in terms of losing important things. Yeah, and Solomon, he asked for wisdom. And God gave him everything. That's right. That's right. So, so God is not opposed to money. As you said, money could corrupt you, but or money can give you opportunities to let your generosity or your heart uh, be expressed mm-hmm. in a positive way. So the first thing to do is to recognize where your wealth comes from. Mm-hmm. The second thing to do is to master the little. Mm. So many people want to be rich. People want to be uh, to have it all, but you can't have it all until you have that first dollar. You ever seen those like uh, stores where they put in a frame the first dollar they ever made? Uh, you got to master it a little. Yeah, Humble got, you beginnings. Gotta, you got to crawl before you walk, and you got to walk before you run. Run and free think, fly. <laughs> if you can't fly, but <laughs> guess eventually. So in the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 10 to 13, it says, he who is faithful in what is least yes. is faithful and also in much. And that's actually talking, dealing with finances. He says, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust in what is much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the worldly wealth, see, he's talking about money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? So people say, oh, money has nothing to do with the Bible, nothing to do with spirituality. Jesus said, if you cannot even handle this least, this earthly money, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to handle spiritual riches? Yeah. People just want to be, I just want to focus on my spiritual life. I don't want to deal with money. The Bible has over 2,000 verses that deal with finances, wow. that deal with money. Why? I think it's because God knows that money affects every aspect of our life. Yeah. And so God is a very practical God. So he puts a lot in there to, to help us navigate through this. Mm-hmm. And so... God is saying about how earth, the way we handle our earthly wealth will also translate on how we handle spiritual wealth. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing with he who is uh, great with the least of these can be great with multiple things. So mm-hmm. if you can handle your money and you can, you're, you're great with managing and budgeting, mm-hmm. then you can be budgeting your time and, and budgeting your, your life. It's better if you, if you can able to budget your money. Yeah. So I think that's why they make the connection. B- budgeting your talents and yeah. all those things, management. And then the verse continues and says, and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? In other words, if somebody gives you money and you're supposed to pay them back, you got to pay them back. Yeah. It, that's what God says. You got to be faithful in what is least. You can't even be faithful with what belongs to somebody else. How are you supposed to expect to have your own money? Yeah. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Even though Jesus is telling you, be faithful with the least like money, it's still classified as least because there are greater things in life than money. Yeah. So you got to be faithful in the small things to be faithful in bigger things. Because in heaven, money won't even matter. You'll be exactly. walking on streets of gold. So it's, it'll be... Exactly. Yeah. 
but the Bible still doesn't negate the fact that it's important and something you got to manage well. Yeah. Faithful in that. You got to be a good steward, a steward of your finances, but you cannot serve it. Mm-hmm. You want money to serve you, and you don't want to serve money. Yeah, exactly. People become a slave to money, mm-hmm. you know? They become a slave to debt. They become a slave to chasing after wealth, and, and, and their life is not better for it. Mm-hmm. And so talking about managing money, being faithful with, with the least of these, the next point I want to bring up is that you have to monitor your money. Like, make a budget. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of great apps for that. That's right, that's right. Now, the book of Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 23 and 24 says, Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend your herds, for riches are not forever. Mm-hmm. They equated flocks to riches because, especially uh, during that time where Proverbs was written, not everybody was like uh, measuring their wealth by like by coins mm-hmm. and stuff like that. People measured their wealth by also their flocks, their farmlands. And so this idea of Knowing and being diligent with your flocks because your riches are not forever. The idea is that you know what you have and you measure what you have. You could have a whole lot of money. You can be rich and blow it all if you don't have. A, if you're not good with budgeting, you can be. Yeah. You could be an NBA player and then retire and then have no money if you don't know how to budget. You, you know, I was. Uh, I was just. I was just watching something about how football players have the highest turnaround in, uh, like, one of the highest turnarounds in terms of going bankrupt or wow. in debt wow in terms of a, of in terms of a like a profession yeah now these people make millions of dollars but it's not about your paycheck it's about how you manage exactly your funds exactly. there so know the state of your flock you like do you know how much is your bank account and now maybe if you only have like two dollars it's easy to know <laughs> but do you know but then you don't need a bank for that <laughs> put that in your pocket but do you know it do you know how to manage it yeah so after you know what you have you took an inventory then you also want to make a budget. Uh, Jesus gave like the, the like a parable about if somebody wanted to build a tower, do they not uh, measure it out first? Do they not see the materials that they have? So before you purchase something, you want to be able to know: Can you afford it? Mm-hmm. Can you uh, can you make a proper budgeting plan of savings to get to there? You don't want to do the credit. The credit thing is not good. That's how they get you. If you can't pay it back, then you'll be charged with so much interest. That's right. That's what my dad told me about not having credit cards because those are that's that's dangerous. That's why they try to offer them to, to college students. You try to get them in debt when they're young and not yeah. as knowledgeable. And exactly. And so that the parable goes on to say that if you do not consider the cost or measure the cost, right? If you do not consider the cost, then you would end up only having a half-built tower, and you'll be a, a, an embarrassment to yourself because you mm-hmm. couldn't co- complete what you started. Take note of what you have and of how your spending habits are. Mm-hmm. Before you can adjust your spending habits, you got to know. What have you been spending? Like, how much money do you spend on groceries? Yeah. How much money do you spend when it comes to entertainment? How much money do you spend in education? Whatever it may be. You got to yeah. understand the, the breakdown. Share those Netflix passwords. Huh? <laughs> Share those <laughs> Netflix passwords. <laughs> you cut the cost. I cut the cost. And so after you understand what the state of your financial affairs are and you make a budget, then you want to save. And that's also part of the budgeting yeah. there. To, the budget to save. There's a parable that's given in Proverbs, which is Proverbs 6, verse 6 says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which have no captain. They have ants don't got a boss. They don't clock in like, which have no captain, overseer or ruler, 
provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. Mm-hmm. In other words, ants are very are very famous for being ones that store up food mm-hmm. for those winter months. Yeah. And so the the ant knew how to save it's, it's like a, a mess it's like a parable or a message from nature there so same thing for us there are going to be times in our life where the paycheck may not be great or in, just like in winter the heat bill goes up Ugh. and so you gotta be saving during the summer to prepare for the winter literally but then in the summer the, the ac bill, Woo, <laughs> that yeah, bill. Yeah. and so you want to uh be a person that knows how to save yeah. and build up and build up I'll talk a little bit more about that a, a little later, but what, once you start saving, what helps you to not undo what you what your good progress? You do not want to take loans. Oh, definitely not. Don't yeah. take loans. Yeah. The Bible talks about this. Deuteronomy twenty-eight verse nine says, "The Lord will establish you as His holy people, as He's promised on you an oath." If you keep the commands of the Lord, your God, and walk in obedience to him. So it's, it's framing it. You got to be obedient. You got to follow him. But sometimes, like, you have no choice when it comes to college. Like, if you if you didn't save up enough money for college, mm-hmm. like, you'll probably have to take loans. No, it's not a sin. Oh, no, of course not. I'm saying, but it's, it's but not it, good it, financially. It, yeah, exactly. It's just principles to live yeah. by. So verse 10 says, then all people on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. So if you're obedient to the Lord, God can prosper you. Now, we're not trying to do like no prosperity gospel, but I'm just trying to read the Bible, what it's saying in terms of how an obedient life Mm -hmm. leads to prosperity. Yeah. Now, obedience doesn't mean that just following the Ten Commandments is obeying even this financial principles. Mm -hmm. You'll be abundant in prosperity, in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crop of your ground. In other words, all their, their things will, will grow in the land sword the ancestors to give you. Verse 12. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, and send rain on your land in season to bless all the works of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. Mm. So it's saying here that if you could follow him and follow uh, his will... You can lend to people. God has no problem with you lending money, but God doesn't want you to be the borrower. It's great to gain interest, but not to pay interest. (laughs) Exactly. God wants to flip it around. He wants you to be the lender and not the borrower. Mm -hmm. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. So you ever heard that quote in in the Bible? Yeah. yeah. Uh, In church where people say the head and not the tail. That's talking about money. Mm. That's talking about money. That that when you are the borrower, you are the tail. But when you're the lender, when you're the one that's giving money, you're on the top. You're the tail. head. <laughs> I'm trying to get out that tail right now. The Lord wants you to be the head and not the tail. If that's the, that's a big word. Yeah. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord, your God, that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. That's mm. what God's desire is yeah. for us. So we're not talking about prosperity gospel, but we are talking about how God's true desire for us, his ideal for us is for us to be at the top and not the bottom when it mm-hmm. comes to the financial world. Yeah. Do not turn aside from any commands I give you today to the left or to the right, following other gods and serving them. Remember, money could be a god. Many things could be a god. But the point is that when you make God your focal point, make him your god, make him your 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 number one your priority and all that stuff, and when you follow his commands including his financial uh uh guidance god is saying that he wants to bless us Mm -hmm. so do not take loans if you can avoid it exactly 
if you can avoid it. And then the, uh, talking about lending, because you could be a lender but not yeah. a borrower. When it comes to lending, Jesus gives very great advice. In Luke 6, verse 35, it says, lend expecting nothing in return. Meaning that you should only lend what you can afford to lose. Mm -hmm. That's a good uh, principle there. Because somebody might ask you for $1,000. If you were to lend that person $1,000 and that person turns around and says, eventually, like, I can't pay you back. You don't want to be, like, crying, like, oh, man, I wish I had that $1,000. Because <laughs> yeah. then... You should never have lent it in the first place. Yeah. It, you should only lend if you can afford to lose it. Not saying that that, that person is in the right. It's wrong to not pay yeah. back. But you don't want to be foolish to lend something and you be in a big, big financial problem yeah, because you not. don't have that money back. Yeah. Or you can, spend, you can set up a, a payment plan with him. So you can say, or, or her, <laughs> you can tell them, pay me a little bit at a time, mm -hmm. but then it's going to be interest on it. <laughs> so that's how you, get, you gain the interest. The Bible actually does talk about who you charge interest to in terms of like, like the people that are meant to be like family and stuff yeah. like the people that are close to you we should not charge interest to people of the children of Israel. So there's some principles with that too, but, yeah. but I get what you're saying. So there's a difference between a loan and investment. Mm -hmm. a, a loan is like, Hey, I'm helping you out in your hard time. So the Bible, the reason why the Bible doesn't really like the idea of charging people interest is because it's like taking advantage of people when they're in, in need. Yeah. Investment is different because you're making a deal, mm -hmm. right? That person's not in need, but that person wants to take your money and use it for certain things. The Bible even talks, uh, Jesus even talks about uh, a parable of like the talents where, or like the, the minas, right? Where, where the, the boss gave them some money and they had to make trades with it to basically trade their money, just like in the business world, to basically multiply. And the people that multiply their, their money, they were commended and, and they were uh, in some, and in, in the power of the minutes, they were even being in charge of like cities and stuff like that. And the people, and the one that did not invest got in trouble. Yeah, that's how these companies do. They take advantage of you. So they, they lend you some money and they charge you so much interest. Like one time I was charging, they were charging much more interest than how much I was paying. Like, no, no, all the time they do that. That's what student loans do. Yeah, but they charge so much interest. I couldn't pay, I couldn't pay it off, so I had to consolidate my loans. So like, the it's, it's legal yeah. robbery. Like, yeah, it's, and that's what the, the Bible's against. The Bible yeah. is against charging interest to people in need. Yeah. But investments is different. Mm -hmm. That's why I said the idea of making trades and, and, and growing and growing whatever your uh, finances are. And so talking about investments, the Bible talks about that in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. It says, ship your grain across the sea. Like when they would like uh, put their, 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 uh, their, their grains that they would want to trade with other neighboring nations. Mm -hmm. Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. Invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. In other words, do not make one investment. Do not just have one ship with all of your funds going off the sea because that 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 could go that ship can go down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't put what, what, what's the what's the quote? Don't put your all your eggs in one basket. Exactly, exactly. So the Bible is saying Diversify have seven. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Diversify. So what the Bible is saying is diversify seven times, mm -hmm. maybe even eight. So if something goes down, it's not all your funds. And maybe out of if with the seven or eight different uh, uh, diversification, maybe one of those will bring in the great return that will make up for the ones that you lost. Yeah, that's great advice given by Solomon, which mm. you just mentioned about Solomon being wealthy yeah. and being wise. 
Then later on in verse six, it says, sow your seed in the morning and at evening, let your hands not be idle for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. In other words, don't just be doing one thing and thinking that's where all my finances are going to come from. Yeah. You want to uh, have multiple ventures because you don't know what's going to pan out. Exactly. Good, good advice in, in diversifying your investments. And then have a plan and do not overspend. Mm -hmm. Do not overspend and have a plan. So we, we talked a little bit about that with budgeting, but let's go back there. So Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, the plan of the diligent leads surely to plenty. When you make a plan, then you can have success. Yeah. Because if you fail to plan, you, you plan to fail. fail. <laughs> oh, our classic quote there. Yeah. But, but it's true because People think that like, oh, just maybe one day money's going to fall on my lap or somehow, somehow I'm just going to grow. And yeah, there's no money trees. I'll give you an example. I'm very big on budgeting. After I bought my house, and by the way, I did not take a loan to buy that house. I made sure I saved until I was able to afford to buy the house. But after I bought the house, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from, from budgeting. Mm. I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to let it happen just naturally. And that year where I did no budgeting, I had like zero increase because I didn't have a plan. Yeah. I didn't feel like my habits changed, but the moment I put a plan back into action, that's when my savings started to grow again. Mm -hmm. There's a big success rate when you make plans and you write it down, Exactly. write down your goals and write down the plan to, su to succeed in those goals. So the Bible says, Proverbs 21 verse five says the plan of the diligent. And that's the key word diligent. Just because you have a plan, if you're not diligent to follow through that plan. It has to be a smart plan. Yeah. yeah. If you're not diligent to follow through with that plan, then it's plan is pointless. Yeah. So the plan of the diligent leads surely to plenty. Mm -hmm. But those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. In other words, if you rush, mm -hmm. some people rush to make impulsive financial decisions yeah. or impulse buying. Oh, if you shop today, you're going to get 50% off. But then you spent 100% of more money than you were planning to spend and, that and day. And they have the same sales <laughs> for like the whole year. <laughs> Only today for the whole year. And so you're hasty and you end up wasting yeah. money. Because if you don't buy it, 100% off. Yeah, exactly. You spend nothing. Exactly. And then jump down to verse 17. It says, whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Mm -hmm. Whoever loves wine and oil. In other words, these are things of, that were for the people of luxury will never be rich. People who love an extravagant lifestyle, in other words, will never be rich. Yeah. Now, they might look rich, but are they really wealthy? Because, like I said, we talked about like some, some of these sports athletes, they spend their money as quickly yeah, as they get it. Yeah. And therefore, they don't want to invest it. It doesn't grow. And next thing you know, they are broke and they have to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. It, it, so if you love pleasure and you love extravagant lifestyle, then, then you're in for a world of hurt. You, you, you got to be smart. In investing, there's risk. Yes. But you, you have to take some risk. Like scared money don't make no money. And that's why I said make seven to eight. Yeah. Don't make one major risk and then that's it. Then yeah. you just lose everything. Yeah. You, at least if you make different risks, some of those risks will, will fail. Some of those risks will pay off. Exactly. And so verse 20 says, The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but a foolish man squanders it. So the smart save. The foolish to spend. Yeah. So this is not about a get rich quick scheme when the, the Bible is promoting. What the Bible is talking about is slowly building your wealth. Just like working out. It, yeah. It's not, it's not instant. Mm -hmm. It takes time. 
and dedication. Exactly, exactly. And so Unless we, you have like, a rich parents, but it's different. <laughs> but but you know, a lot of times those rich parents they pass down money to to their children, and the children are not diligent. They don't have a plan. Yeah, yeah. And they lose it you all can have very a quickly. Out of money. Don't budget. It's, it's over. Exactly. The lottery winners. Yeah. Lottery winners lose their money so quickly. Just like the prodigal son. It was in the in the Bible. Yeah. Exactly. So, so if you don't have a plan and you're not diligent with your funds, you're not a good steward of your funds, then you're going to lose it as quickly as you gain it. Exactly. And so here at Adam Fit, we want people to be holistic in their life. And we, mm-hmm. want, we don't want you to be stressed out about your finances and things like that. So make a good plan. As a matter of fact, we want to help you to make a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of my churches are going to be doing the Financial Peace University uh, that Dave Ramsey has, which who follows good financial biblical principles there. And we're actually offering the program for free. It normally costs $129.99 uh, if you were to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. But if you do it through one of my churches, you're going to get it for free. Awesome. That's a great deal. But you got to show up to one of my churches, yeah, right? In New York, <laughs> if you live in New York. If you live in New York. I'm sorry if you don't live in New York. I apologize yes. about that. But uh, uh, like... Well, I know one of the places is going to be in Manhattan. We're going to be having mm-hmm. uh, that finance seminar. And so what I want you to do is to click the link in the description and uh, you could and you can let me know what location you're in. And we'll, we'll try to make sure that you could be connected to one of those finance seminars so you can be able to be financially blessed and by following biblical principles. Exactly. Guys, we want you to be holistically fit and holistically uh, healthy. And so continue to check out our other episodes on adventfit.org. And if you want to check out our social media accounts, you can check out mines on waynejamel.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Woke. That's W-H-O-K-E. And until next time, I'm Wayne Jamel. And I'm C. Jeffrey White. And the C is for Christ who is everything around me. And we see you next week, folks. <laughs>